0: Take our seats. Well, go ahead, you're seated. Father, we are deeply grateful to you for your presence, first of all, that's here. We've sang songs of worship and praise unto your wonderful name. We are deeply grateful to you, God, because it's your anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. It is your spirit. It is your power. It's your Holy Spirit. And we are deeply grateful and thank you. Thankful, God, that you're here. I yield every part of me now, and I say, speak, God. Speak. You see every heart, every mind. You know exactly what we need. Every attack, every plan of the adversary, we now crush it in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we bind it. We tear it down because we have the right and the authority to do it, God, and the power. So we give you praise. Let your Spirit move throughout this place, front, back, left, and right, God, that you may receive all the glory. And that you may touch and speak to the hearts of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. amen. And Amen and Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I am deeply grateful and thankful once again uh, for the opportunity to stand before you. As I look out, there are so many great and wonderful people. I see family and friends and loved ones. And I'm just so grateful. I thank God for Pastor Tim, you and your, your wife and your family. Uh, for just uh, being used by God so tremendously, I told him that this week. I don't know how much you realize uh, the blessing you've been to so many lives, and you know, oftentimes men of God don't really know it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or realize the extent. But I thank God for you and your family. Thank God for all of you, others who are here, who've pressed your way out this morning. I am. I'm. I'm grateful to God. Uh, that he's brought us together, because uh, I realize more and more every day that the love of God is something so powerful, believers. And and if you've lived your life uh, and you have not experienced that love of God, I want to challenge you. uh, Step outside the norm. Amen? Amen. Ask God uh, to to reveal his love for you, that you could really love people. Uh, And I know many of you, I, I could name so many names here since we've been here, who have felt such love, the love of God, and it's, it's really powerful and compelling. Amen? And I thank God. I thank God deeply for you. And I don't say this just to be saying it, but it comes from my heart that I thank God for your goodness, for your mercy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. thank God for my beloved family also. Family is everything. And I thank God for them. And now you're part of my family because we're in the kingdom of God together. Amen. I, I am excited, as, I, as you know, I always am. When it comes to God's Word, I get absolutely excited because I realize He's so powerful. Amen? And, uh, you know, I've been saying it over and over. Uh, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We've been preaching about that. Pastor Tim spoke last Sunday uh, about, about Thomas wanting more. He didn't want to take anybody's word for it. He wanted to know for himself. Amen? And I know we've been looking at faith and prayer and speaking. And I just, I uh, was asking God since weeks ago, every time I, I come up to share, immediately after I begin asking God, God, what next? What do you want to share? What do you want the body of Christ to know? And he's impressed in my spirit, the kingdom of God. This is, that's a powerful thing. Uh, this past week, I had a, a chance to sit and talk with a good pastor friend of mine. We were just sitting at work, just talking. We started talking about work and before long it led to uh, the kingdom of God and we're just looking at different things. And he said something that so very powerful. I've said it here before. And we started talking about the great men in God's word and the great men in our modern day era who God has used so greatly. And he said, you know, it's amazing that in spite of all the great revelation that God has given about his word, that it keeps going and going. And I believe we're living in the most exciting time of the body of Christ. Amen. Now, it doesn't come without its challenges, but because of the point in the position of time where we are, of what God is doing and is yet to do, the enemy is going to be attacking but you know what? He's never been a concern of mine. Amen? I think oftentimes we give the devil way too much credit. Amen? We've got to realize who we are. Amen? And I know this thing has been so powerful in the last uh, couple of weeks. You know, it's like the floodgates of heaven has been opened. I know it's not just in my life, but many of you, I've been so encouraged. I've been hearing all kinds of testimonies of folks, you guys, us, putting God's word to the test. And you know what? God is showing up every time to back his word up. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So even before I get started, I just want to encourage you, don't stop believing God's word. Amen? Amen? Don't get satisfied. Ask God because I promise you, the more you get of God, it will create in you such an appetite. Amen. And you know, you know what happens to that appetite, right? The only way an appetite can be satisfied is by what it's craving for. Amen. So if you develop an appetite for the God, for God, just to, to see him move in his word, to see him uh, do everything he said he wanted to do, as he begins to do those things in your life. It will create a greater appetite that you're just going to say, God, I just want more of you. And you know what? He's going to keep pouring out. Amen? It's never going to stop. So I want to look at the kingdom of God. No, I remember years and years ago, Pastor Miles Monroe had such powerful revelations about the kingdom of God. Amen? And as I was in the last couple of weeks continue to studying, it's like God continued to shoot more things. Amen? And then I heard different things from different ones, and it was like all coming together. And I just wanted to show you, uh, enlighten you this morning, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that your life will be changed even more this morning. Amen? Amen. From glory to glory. So let's jump right in. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. I'm talking about a real kingdom. As I was, I woke up this morning, now I had prepared, I started preparing weeks ago, but this morning as I was praying, uh, God says, just open your will, open my word. Go to your electronic Bible, Google, and look up the kingdom of God. As I did that this morning, I did not realize, I, I, I stand to you in all honesty, I did not realize the amount of times Christ said the kingdom of God. He appeared on the scene and he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen? He came telling them, look, The kingdom of hand, he says, I want you to know it comes with all power. He says, prepare ye the way for the kingdom of hand is hand. Not only that, he spoke to his disciples. He says, many of you here will not taste of death until you see the kingdom of God comes. Now, he wasn't just talking about when we're taken up. Because you wouldn't have said, many of you may not taste death until you see the kingdom of God. And as we know, all the disciples now are physically dead. But if we look in their lives, we see how God moves so miraculously. And I want to enlighten you what this kingdom, now I've drawn a diagram, and we're going to get into this a little bit more. Now, if you would, I'd like to lay a foundation. We started this a couple of weeks ago, and I want us to look at Psalms 103, uh, verses 19 through 21. We're just going to read that right quick. And if you have something to write, please write this stuff down because I'm going to try to go through it pretty quickly, but still give me what God says. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. We looked at this before, right? I need you guys to lock that in your mind. His kingdom rules how? Come on now, you got to sit like you believe. Do you believe this? His kingdom ruleth over all. That means all kingdom. Whatever you want to put back there, God's kingdom rules over all of it. Now, let's continue. Bless the Lord, ye, his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. We read that before. Let's continue. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers us of his that do what? His pleasure. I need you to underline that, because uh, it's going to come together. Oftentimes, the enemy will try to stop you from doing the will of God. But I want you to understand, when you do the will of God, God is pleased with this. It says pleasure. That means he, 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 he not only just simply likes it, but it brings him. What? Pleasure. All right. Let us jump. From that we read, one, God's kingdom rules over all. Two, his angels, we looked at that, hearken to the voice of his word. And three, we of his ministers do his pleasure. Pleasure. You know, I mentioned this a while back about angels. A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I and the kids took a little trip to Florida. Quick testimony. As we left Florence, we got halfway. Around there, I noticed there was a little bulge on my tires. So as we drove... Now, keep in mind, I'm doing 85 miles, 80 whatever. And this bump kind of got worse. So, right around Jacksonville area, I pulled over at a truck stop and I said, let me change the tire, put my spare on. So, I changed the tire, we got back on the road like, yeah, it feels a lot better. As we got back in there and I look back, you know, if the wife is knocked out, the kids, everybody just having a good old time, when I'm driving. It's like the Holy Spirit began to prompt me at that time and said, "Just just pray. Begin to Speak things into the atmosphere. So I remember that scripture, and I began, I kid you not, these were my words. I said, Father, I now summon angels as we're traveling. I dispatch angels to cover, surround. So we kept on driving. We got into Florida, deeper into Florida, and I noticed this smooth ride turned into kind of a wobbly ride, and I was like, you know what? We're here in six-lane traffic through on each side. I said, I ain't got time to pull over and change, check my tire again. We got about 40 minutes till we get there, and I'm just... And the car shakes a little bit. And just... About 10 minutes before we got there, I'm driving in the interstate, and somebody pulled up beside him, blowing the horn. I'm looking like... So I rolled the window down, and this guy is pointing to my rear tire, the one I changed. And he was like... And I said, what, is it flat? He said... "Something." So I was like, okay, thank you. And I was like, I still six lanes of traffic here, there's nowhere to stop. I'm just going on. So I got... So where we were going, got to the resort, we got out the car, I began checking all my tires. I looked for bulges. I didn't see nothing. The tire was fine. I didn't see a bulge. I'm I'm rubbing my hands. I'm like, what What was this guy talking about? Now, I'm a pretty strong guy. Not exceptional, but I think I'm pretty decent. And when I put the tire on, I mean, I talked that thing where it couldn't turn anymore, cranking and all. So as I was looking, I was just bewildered. And something said, check your lug nuts. I kid you not, I went to my lug nuts, and every one of them I could touch with my hand and unscrew. In fact, one of the, what is it called, the rivets or whatever, one snapped off. So doing 85 miles on the interstate, there was basically nothing holding my tire on. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God sent angels to hold that thing until we got there. You know, my wife and I, we we talked, I mean, it was like nothing, but I thought to myself, what if that tire came off? And that is the way, I said this before, you've got to understand, the Bible said the thief comes, he only comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's what he wants to do. So I just wanted to testify of the goodness of God, that angels are there for us. Amen? Don't you leave home without the protection of your angels. Amen? Summon them. Now, let's look to Luke chapter 12 right quickly. Luke chapter 12, we're going to look at, start at verse 29. Luke 12 and verse 29 through, through 31. And seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be ye of a doubtful mind. Now, a quick backdrop. The preceding verses, Christ was teaching his disciples and he talked about the rich man, that gathered all the wealth, and he built bigger barns. He said, look, I need more room for my stuff. So right after he built all these great barns, God says, you know what? Yeah, you did good. Now come on up here. And Jesus said, what happened to all this stuff? It was gone. But what mattered was his eternal life, which he had none. So here's what comes on the heel of that. And he said, seek not ye what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind. Keep that in mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Next verse. But rather seek ye the what? All right. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, This is Luke. I think Matthew recorded it where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Both parallel verses here. So he says, All these things shall be added unto you. Amen? Now, weeks ago, as I was praying, Amen? The Spirit of God led me on this when I preached about faith. And I did a demonstration, but I don't think many of you understood what I was doing. And I'm going to elaborate on this. There's three realms spoken of in the Bible. The kingdom of heaven. In the Old Testament, Nehemiah referred to it as the heavens of heavens. Moses taught the same thing. As I was looking, if you look in Deuteronomy, when God spoke to them and gave them the commandments, he spoke of him being in the heaven of heavens. Amen? Now, in the heavens of heavens, we just read, it is what? Above all, God says, My thoughts are higher than yours, my ways are higher. Amen. Yes. It is higher, it is greater. It is the dwelling. And I'm scribbling here of God. the kingdom of God. Now, there's a celestial heavens. The earth, or the celestial heavens, it's a place where War happens. This week, I think one of my siblings, or was it last week, sent a little thing about someone had a revelation of prayer and what they saw up there. This was before, or that came after, the Spirit of God began showing me about these levels. The scripture came to my mind day before yesterday I was sitting there. A scripture I knew all my life. Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The Spirit of God told me, check out that word, high places. When you study that, the Greek word, it speaks of a celestial heavens. It's also transferred in heavenly places. Now, this heavenly places is not up here. There's no war going on in heaven. Many people believe that God and the devil wrestles around over your life. No, there's no fight going on in heaven. God is one, amen? He rules over everything. The devil comes there to ask for permission, right? So in this realm here, also known as the heavenlies, is where demons and angels do battle. Daniel, when he prayed and he says the prince of Persia held him up, here's where that battle goes. They weren't fighting in heaven like in the back door of God. and He's like, hey, boys, y'all stop that. No. This was in a realm up there. So battle happens every day over stuff that You were a part of. I spoke several weeks ago about faith. Faith is released by your mouth. God has put that. If you look from the beginning of time, the Bible started off, it says, and the spirit of God moved on the face of earth. And then from everything after there, God spoke it. Amen. He says, let there be, let there be, let there be, and it happened. I was at the gym a couple of weeks working out. And I've always known, the Bible says, we were created in his image and his likeness, right? We have the characteristics and DNA of God. Watch this. Here's something that we've read many times before that I've never thought about. The Spirit of God says, you want me to prove to you that I've given you that same creative power? He says, look in the beginning of the Bible. When God made Adam, he told Adam He says, now, I've made all this stuff. He says, I want you to name them. Now, I've been reading this all my life, and the Spirit of God says, look at it, let it marinate, and I began, okay, God, so he named, oh, yeah, so so what? The Bible says, whatever Adam called it, that is what it was. (laughs) Y'all getting this? Listen. That same thing God put in Adam, it hasn't left. So what Adam, not only did he give it a name, but with his name, gave him the characteristic of every animal. Now when the devil came, yes, he stole dominion, but the power still remained in us today. Amen? Now we looked at that earlier, right? Remember I told you guys, you've got to watch your speech. Now, In this whole kingdom, the celestial, when we speak things, because our words have life, our words have power. Now, there's this realm up here where battle goes on over our words, the things we say, the things we believe. Amen. That's why last time we spoke, it says the world were formed by God through what? Through faith. And that scripture that says have faith in God also translates have the faith of God. That God has such great faith in his own self. And he says I've made you the same way that you should have faith in me. Amen. Amen. So we see there in that realm things happen, principalities. And then there's earth where we dwell. Where dominion was first given to Adam and later on us, right? When the devil came and stole that, he rightfully had it. That's why in the the wilderness, when he came and tempted God, tempted Jesus, he says, I would give you the kingdoms. Now, could he have given Jesus something he didn't have? And Christ never came and said, you're lying. Because, you know, he was right. But when Christ died, (laughs) you know, often, look, we just got through with Easter. And I, I remember five years ago, the Spirit of God gave me such revelation of what happened when Christ died. If you would get a revelation of what happened, the whole death, burial, and resurrection, you would jump for such joy. Because when I tell you Christ paid a price... The Bible says he was beaten beyond any recognition. It says when he went down to hell, he faced all kind of torments that we could never understand. And while he was there, it got, oh my goodness. He says he took on the sin. Christ going to hell for us was so bad that the father could not even bear to look at him anymore. The spirit of God can, not I mean, he says, When Jesus says, my God, my God, my Father, why have thou forsaken me? It means at that particular point, when all of the sin of this world was dumped on him, the Father couldn't even stand to look at what was him. And why did he do that? Not so that we could just come to church to sing and dance alone. Not so we can just dress and look cute. He did that. So that every single authority that the Satan took, he snatched it back. The Bible says on the third day, he came and he took the keys of hell and of death. He says he took captivity. I want you to think of being in bondage as a thing. He says he went to captivity, meaning the bondage that Adam put us all under. The Bible says Christ approached that as in a form, as something with substance, and he said he took captivity and he made that now ca- Hallelujah. he says no longer the power of the enemy has power over you because now everything the devil stole from Adam I have snatched it back. Amen. Now he didn't just snatch it back. I'm going to show you what he did with it. Hallelujah. Let's go back quickly to Luke 29. Luke 12 29. Luke 12, 29, and seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of a doubtful mind. Keep in mind, I'm going to tell you in a few minutes what Christ did. Now, that word right there, I looked up, doubtful mind, and I told you before, i like to explain to you how I come, come about my revelation. So you don't know how in the world, it's no secret, this is for us, amen. When I begin to see, when I open the word of God, I ask God every time, God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to show me things that anyone, you know, the average person has opened the word of God and just keep reading it. Because in the word he says, the mysteries are for you. That's right. The mysteries of my word. So as I looked up, that word doubtful, he says, I want you to look up what that word means. Watch this. He's telling them, don't be of a doubtful mind. The word doubtful there. It's the Greek word uh, mediorizo, not that it matters, and it means to raise in mid-ear. It says suspend, passively, to fluctuate, to be anxious. He says, I don't want you in your thinking and your living for me to hang out in this place right here. Many believers, your prayers, the reason they never get, you ever wonder? Now, I'm going to tell you this. There's several people in my life I've known, and you you say the same things too. There's something happening in your life. There's certain people, we say stuff like, call this one. They would get a prayer through. They would get a prayer from here, boom, all the way to the presence of God. My mom is one of them. My mom is one of those folks I know she'll get a prayer through. And there's many like that. My wife is the same way. And there's so many others that when you pray, it connects. God told him right there, he said, don't be of a doubtful. I don't want your thinking hanging out right here. What is hanging out right there? That is the way the world, (laughs) that is the way the world thinks of things. The world thinks of stuff in time. The world thinks of stuff in this realm. Listen, God operates. Heaven is outside of time. When you begin to pray, there's stuff that has taken people 20 or 30 years to heaven in their life. God could do it instantaneously. Why? Because he is not limited by time or space or economic. Oh, my goodness. None of that have a bearing on heaven. Heaven is above all. And God says, I am up here waiting for you to put these things in action. All right. Amen. Praise God. What you're thinking, first of all. Stop hanging out in the worldly way. I'm going to show you how. All right. Let us move forward. Verse uh, We just read verse 29. Let's continue reading. All these things do the nation of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that you have need of these things. All right, verse 31. God finds, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added on to you. Amen? Let's continue. Verse 32, if you have that for me. You all ready for this? This was Jesus' teaching. He says, fear not. Now, I could preach an entire sermon on fear. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, There's something else, the spirit of. Now, I've spoke about healing before, but lately, the spirit of God has been prompting me. I need you to dig into this more. Every week, from what I'm hearing and seeing, I am thoroughly convinced that the enemy knows that we're on a breakthrough here. Y'all hear me? Y'all better get excited. Gospel Temple, there's a breakthrough coming. And I'm going to tell you why, because every time I turn around, I hear many of you being attacked in your body, in your physical. Amen? And there is so much more. Now, I want you to see. He says, Fear not. Fear is something I, I have to take a minute just to show you about what fear is, how it destroys the thinking of heaven. He says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's what? <laughs> to do what? If you knew in the Bible that Christ says it is the Father's, not maybe, the Father's pleasure to do what? It's right there. One of the reasons Christ died and went through all that is so the Father could give you and you and you and me the kingdom. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you just get a sticker that says, I'm part of the kingdom. No. Listen, as a citizen of the United States or any other country, as being a citizen of that nation of that kingdom, it comes with certain rights and privileges. That's right. That's right. Whoa. Many a Christian, from the time you accept Christ into your heart, He now says you are a part of this kingdom. Amen. It is like to become an American citizen. I remember because uh, I wasn't born here. So to become a citizen, years and years ago, we had to go and we had to learn and so on, and then there's a part where you have a swearing-in session where you put your hands in the Bible and say, you promised to uphold the laws. When that happens, another part of that ceremony that says, you are now, y'all need to hear this, granted all the rights and privileges as a member of this country. Christ went and did all that. He had the swearing session on the cross when he came back, and yet many of us don't realize we are a part of the kingdom. As a citizens, there are things that you and I could do that other people who are not citizens can't do. Amen. I am here to show you what it means to be a citizen of heaven. Because, believe it or not, you're in the kingdom, right? Whether you believe it or not, you are part of the kingdom But the rights and the privileges Christ died to you to have, only people or the only person that could activate it in your life is you. As a citizen of the United States, I have the right to to vote, to do all this. But you know what? I could sit at home and never vote. I could sit at home and never get a driver's license. I could sit at home and never work. I could sit at home and never uh, apply for Social Security if, if I've been working. There's a lot of stuff that are benefits that I could choose not to do. And I'm here to show you that the vast majority of the body of Christ are living that way. I'm gonna prove it to you. You all ready? All right, let's jump in some more. Matthew 6, I'm watching my time here. All right, bring it in. Matthew 6, 9 and 10. Let's read this right quick. Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10. After this manner, we all know the Lord's Prayer, right? After this manner, therefore pray ye. This is Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. He says, pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Watch this. He says what? Thy kingdom. What happened to it? Where's the kingdom? Come where? Here. He says, through the blood of Jesus, (laughs) this now is just like it's here in every single believer. He says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, watch this, that should blow your mind. He says, On earth as it is in heaven. That means you are now a part of that kingdom. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Ephesians 1 19 through 23. <laughs> There's some stuff we coming back. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will. Oh, yeah, where are we now? No, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Let's go on. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, right? And set him where? At his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities. Y'all reading this? and might, and do what? The word we spoke on, dominion. So he took Christ up there, and he said, and every name that is named, not only in this world, amen, but also in worlds which are to come, this, and any other world, amen, and had put all things where? Under his feet, and gave him to be head over how? All the church, right? which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth in all. Let's jump down the same verse 1, chapter 1. Go to verse 3. Hallelujah. Let me bring this in. Verse 3. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Which is his body, the full, no, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings where? In heaven. in heaven. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with what? All. Oh. Oh. So everything you could ever need in this life is where? I'm going to say it one more time. Everything you will ever need is where? In the kingdom. In the kingdom, the heavenly places. It says it right there, right? Now, last verse, Matthew 16, 19. I told you I was going to give you a lot of verse. Write them down and go home and chew on it. And I will give unto thee what? (laughs) Go ahead, read it loud. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by what? Jesus says, I will give unto thee, you, me, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. If you all ain't gotten excited yet, you need to... (laughs) So he says, he says, all things you will ever need, I've got it up here. When I died, everything you will ever need up here. On top of that, he says, now I am giving you these keys to everything you will ever need. And he says, in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. (laughs) And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be, what is he saying? Now that you are a citizen of heaven, now that I've given you the keys to all your stuff you will ever need, he says, whatsoever, you do it. You initiate the process. I am tired of hearing Christians say, I'm waiting on God. I'm hurting in my body if God would but He, That is not the word of God. Amen. Oh, this job is just getting on me. I can't wait till God delivers me. That is not the word he says, whatsoever. You get started. I got your back. Amen? You begin to speak over that situation. Stop waiting on heaven. Heaven is waiting on you. Walk into your situation. Step on into it and say, God, that is your word because I, we read before it says the angels are waiting for the voice of God's word. Amen. Amen. Begin to draw stuff across the chasm of the heavenlies. Why? It is your right and your privilege. Amen? Amen? Listen, I told you about about what Papa Hagen says, Kenneth Hagen, about the demon speaking and God says, I couldn't do anything. Why? He says, you do it. I'm done. I'm done. I've done all I'm going to do. I'm sitting on the right hand of the Father. I've given you the kingdom. I've given you the keys. I've given you the word. I've given you my spirit. I've given you the right and the authority. So now, this very, oh, come on now, this very week, when you encounter the enemy, what you're going to do? You're not going to cry about it. You're not going to say, oh, Lord, please pray for me. I'm telling you folks, every time I hear that, I'm quenching with, I'm just flinching within. Because it lets me know we don't really understand. Now, last but not least, the revelation I gave you the last time about all the stuff being up here. Faith is this. Christ already did it. When something comes in your life that God's word says is yours, you are not praying to make God do it. Glory to God. Amen? It's just like this spot. If I cover it, which I cover this stuff, it doesn't mean it's not there. It's already there. So you're not saying, oh, God, I need you to hear me, God, please. No, God already did it. He says, by my stripes, it was already done. All you need now is faith to do what? To say, Boom. Here I am, God. I want my faith. I am snatching it back across. I want my healing. I'm snatching it across. I want my family back. I'm snatching it across. I want what God says is mine. I am snatching it across the chasm. Why? Because it is my right and my privilege. Amen? Come on, give God some praise in this place. Give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him some praise. Come on, he says, faith, faith without works is what? What does that mean? Why is faith without works then? Yeah, you can stand with me, I'm closing. (laughs) Why? Because it doesn't matter. If I said all this stuff is for you, it doesn't matter how much you believe in it. It doesn't matter how much you talk about it. What only matters is that you go and say, it's mine, I want it, I'm taking it. Amen. You've got to be violent against the enemy. I am challenging you, folks. The next, I mean, I challenge you. I'm starting with the praise team, all of us. The next time the enemy attacks your body in any kind of way, stop praying these light prayers. Oh, Father God, remember Cousin Bert. Remember Auntie Whoever. My friend Tracy and God, she's that. No! No! You begin to demand it. Why? God says it's already there. When I go to the the bank and I have money in there, I don't go to the teller and say, could you please, please let me get $100. I'm asking you, please, let me write you. No! I come up there and I pull my card out. I want $100. Why? It's mine. It's mine. That is how Christ does. He says, I died. I've made all things. We just read all things available in heavenly places for you. Pray. Demand what God has for you. Now, of course, there's application. Live righteously. Live holy. Forgive. Amen. These are all things that come with this. Stop holding grudges. Live honestly. Love people. White, black, green, purple. Love people. Amen. And when you do, and you, make your, you step up to the bank of heaven, the floodgates will begin to open in your life. And I'm telling you, I know Pastor Tim Fields, too. There's men, he's been saying it Sunday after Sunday. God is getting ready to bust heaven (laughs) wide open over your life. Y'all better get ready. Line up. Get this word inside of you. Get it in, get it in, get it in. And begin to live as a kingdom person. Come on, throw your hands up with me. Father, we bless you. Father, I bless you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You have made us. To sit with you in heavenly places. You've died. You shed your blood, your precious, powerful blood so that we can now have access. We are now members, citizens, ambassadors of your kingdom. That means we don't need to grovel, we don't need to beg, we don't need to scratch and scrape, but your word says we are to come boldly to your throne, Father. And now in the name of Jesus every hand lifted here Father I ask now for such an impartation of your spirit that will bring to life your word. Let the mysteries of your word be open unto us God. Let the mysteries of your word that will transform us to kingdom living, to kingdom thinking to kingdom dwelling in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Come on, one minute. Just praise Him. Praise Him like you've never praised Him. Thank Him for translating you. You are there. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I promise God that I would not close unless this happens. We've looked at miracles, faith, healing. But still remains the greatest miracle is a life given to Christ. If you're here this morning and you have not given your heart to God, all that I just said, you're outside the kingdom. It does not apply to you. You hear me? You can't demand the rights of a citizen if you're not. But God is calling. If you're here this morning, you're wobbly. You don't know. Uh, I think I'm, you need to come up here. But if you know you have not accepted Christ. This gift of salvation that I implore you, please come. It is so wonderful to live for God. His love is overwhelming. There's nothing better than the love of Christ. If you do not know, there's folks here, there's ministers, there's leaders here that want to pray for you. Come, come, come. Would there be anyone? Don't be embarrassed. Come on, it's time for you to get in on this good stuff. God has died for you. Christ died. Okay, so everybody, praise him. Come on. Just worship him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. him. Come on, Pastor. Hallelujah.